You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cannabis Hangout. My name is Saab. And I'm Brandon. And today we are going to be talking about a topic that we thought could be very fun and interesting. Often, and I mean very often, um, cannabis is what I love to use before I eat a meal or after I smoke, I always crave snacks and want to, you guessed it, much dun, dun, hard. Dun. Uh, food and cannabis is something Brandon and I really love and bond over. So we thought it was only appropriate to do an episode on why cannabis gives you munchies and how you can curb that appetite. So, Bran, let's dive right in. Okay, guys. First off, thanks for being here. Thanks for clicking on this episode. Thanks for hearing us out and hanging out with us today. Yes. I'm sure we have all asked ourselves, why does consuming cannabis make you so hungry? Now, that's not all of the time. Don't get it twisted, but we do know the munchies are real. Before we get started, though, we have to say and disclose that with certain health conditions, the munchies are not a bad thing, and it actually helps loads of patients gain an appetite because they have a hard time feeling hungry. So we don't want to downplay that because we've spoke with a lot of medical marijuana patients who use cannabis for them to be able to eat. Yeah, and to activate their appetite. But the most important question is, Why does cannabis give you munchies? Well, to dive right in and to put it in a nutshell and the Cliff Notes version, we all know that when we smoke, it really heightens all of our senses, our our obviously taste, what we hear, how the air feels on our face, you know, all the things. And obviously food tastes and smells 10 times more wonderful. So the cannabinoids that our body receives from THC stimulates our appetite And as it interacts with our CB1 receptors. So what are CB1 receptors? Tell us, Sam. Let me tell you. They are a part of our endocannabinoid system and they are found within our central nervous system. So not only does it stimulate the appetite side of the body, but CB1 receptors can also be found in various parts of the body, but in higher volumes within the brain. So with that, since the CB1 receptors are so high in the brain, it is responsible for a lot of the psychoactive effects that are associated with cannabis. So the primary job of these receptors is to regulate sleep, appetite, memory, and pain sensations. So when these receptors are exposed to cannabinoids from the plant, they start to overreact and therefore elevate the position sorry, wow, elevate the positive responses from the body's CB1 receptors, in turn, giving you the munchies. Wow, thanks for educating us on what our receptors are, Saab. Yeah, you're welcome. So (laughs) we all know that there's nothing like being stoned before you get to enjoy a really yummy meal. Saba said we bond over that because we do. We're always trying to figure out what we want to go eat after we smoke. Do you want to smoke first? Well, duh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Just to dive on in it. But you're actually, I feel like you're actually setting yourself up for success and you're ready to indulge and it's really exciting. And I know a lot of you enjoy that just like we do. Especially when Brandon and I get very high and we're about to go enjoy a really yummy meal we get so excited to smoke and then when 
are we're sitting at the restaurant. We talk about how excited we are. We're like, this is so good. So good. Definitely some high conversation. What is one of our our favorite places to go eat? Is there like a go-to that we are always like, we're feeling? I mean, no, I feel like we, I feel like we've been, or you've been saying new state burgers a lot lately. Uh, I have. That place is so good. We went there when we were stoned once and it really hit the spot. But I feel like the most recent, excursion we went on was when we went to Red Rock with your dad and that was oh my goodness so good wow <laughs> I got the meatloaf holy shit that restaurant will set you up for success oh my gosh, always yeah. getting medicated before I go eat yes, <laughs> with my dad or just nice dinners <laughs> period is ideal but anyway so um pretty much what Brandon said that's a huge huge reason why cannabis is so beneficial to patients who do have a supp- suppressed appetite or going through chemo and having a hard time opening their stomachs. Cannabis just does does just that. Wow, words are really hard today, guys. Um, which is why you may hear people more open to using cannabis to jump their appetite. And it can go both ways depending on your appetite. But oftentimes- Depending on your body. Yeah, yeah depending on your body. Sorry, thanks, Brian. <laughs> um, but oftentimes in the dispensary, I mean, not often, but sometimes I'll have patients come in and they're like, hey, I just need something to really open up my appetite. I- have a hard time eating and, um, you know, I get nauseous and all these things. And so it's cool that, I mean, even as we were doing research for this episode, of course I know, but you don't really know until you really start doing the research. So even like diving in on the CB1 receptors and how those, you know, ping off in your brain to, and just affect the rest of your body, I think is so, so interesting. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just very interesting. Uh, the CBD side is where you're going to find most of the munchies happening. The THC side. Oh my gosh. Wow. Where are my, my mind? I'm like, we We're smoke a, team. a little. I know. I love that you know exactly what I'm saying. The THC side, guys, not the CBD side. The THC side is where you're going to find most of the munchies happening. But how do we control that? Sometimes, oftentimes, when I smoke at night, like especially after 9 p.m., I often find myself in the kitchen wanting to eat yes. the whole kitchen. I have to tell myself to get out of the pantry. So how do we control that? What what can we do? Is there strains we could be smoking to help that? Well, yes, there absolutely is. <laughs> there sure are. <laughs> um, and just to preface, these won't completely relieve your munchies, but they will help. <laughs> <laughs> so how to enjoy the plant and not overeat. That's honestly, I feel like, has always been a struggle for me just using cannabis Mm -hmm. because like, I feel like I'm going to be really honest. I feel like I don't literally blackout, but when I say blackout, I mean like (laughs) I sometimes will just like binge eat and like, I don't even care. Like nothing is stopping me. And it's like just me, myself and I in my house and Mm -hmm. I, you know, taken my edible, maybe ripped the bong a few times and I'm sitting on my couch or doing whatever, listening to some music. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get something to eat in my kitchen. Like <laughs> even after I've already had dinner and yeah. I'm like, Brandon, like but there's always that little pocket dinner. in your stomach where you can fill it a little bit yeah, more, but especially like, when you smoke. It's really, you really like eating after a certain time of night. Like yeah. if you're like healthy and like you're, con- you're trying to be conscious about it, yeah. like th- that's not okay to do. And no. when it's nine 30 at night, like I don't need to be like eating chips and salsa or making (laughs) crackers and cheese. Like, so I am definitely guilty of not like being the best person. I feel like whenever it comes to the munchies, but I feel like I've really like lately been mindful of like telling myself no (laughs) or just like controlling it because it's real. It's real. The munchies are real. And like, 
Sometimes I'll just black out and not even care. It's and like be the like, devil's just sitting on your yeah. shoulder. Hey, I'm hungry. Just yeah. keep poking you in your stomach. And there's, hey, you're no, hungry. there's no one at my house to tell me no. Literally. Like, I have my dog. But, like, Copper's not gonna say no. she, she wants to, be like, to eat, too. Give me a bite. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the munchies, they can become a bad habit and mess with the lifestyle goals that you're wanting to achieve. And something to really note is that it depends on the strains you're smoking. It's not all cannabis that makes you get the munchies. So in my opinion, at least. So here's a few strains that actually aid in suppressing your appetite. I recommend going for a higher CBD and a lower THC, THC strain. So a strain like Harley Sue is a cross between the two parents that are high in CBD, which are Harlequin and Sour Tsunami. There's also a Durban Poison. It's a really good sativa that I feel like everyone has heard of that's an upbeat one and allows you to stay feeling focused and productive and maybe like not just on snacks or food. Yeah, you know I what I that. mean? I feel like I've recently smoked Durban Poison and that's kind of how I felt. It it made me more like focus on other things that I was doing or the activities versus like focusing on food and being starving. Right. But I also feel like Golden Goat does that for me because you know Golden yeah. Goat doesn't really get me high. But like yeah. keeping yourself busy though like in really general helps. and yeah. like those strains I feel like – allow you to keep yourself busy and focused. Mm. I don't know. But like, I I think that when you're focused on doing something, you're not as focused on like being hungry unless your stomach is like actually growling. And you haven't eaten. You know, you're like, am I hungry or am I bored or am I just high? (laughs) Yeah. And it's also about being in tune with your body, honestly, because a lot of that plays into what you know about your body and how can you set those boundaries with yourself? But I know that Brandon can speak on this a little bit better than Brandon. me. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like having a routine really helps with curving your cannabis appetite because obviously it's a pretty fast trigger when I smoke for my stomach to start rumbling. But if I feel like I had a set schedule of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I don't and like maybe some snacks in between, I feel like it would make an immense difference. Now, I am a very on-the-go person. Um I I have a routine, but I also don't have a routine because I work in retail. So, you know, that can change from time to time. Some days I'm working till 9 p.m. and some days I'm working till 7 and, you know, just all the things like life happens. And so for me, it's harder to have a routine. And with that, when I smoke, I find myself eating bad because I don't have or those. Or it's convenient. Yeah. And whatever's convenient. And you know, like it is what it is sometimes. I don't want to spend 30 minutes in the kitchen after I've worked no, a 10 hour day you on my be feet. Standing yeah. On that's feet. the last thing I, I want to do. That. So but, for me, it's convenient. Yeah, which and, is also where meal prepping, I know Saba's yes, like not a meal prepper, yeah, but anyone not. who is listening or who yeah. is a meal pe- prepper or trying to figure that out, like mm-hmm. if you do work retail, like you still can have a routine. You just yeah. have to make it happen. Totally. And your three meals a day, they are important. Yes. Like I know, like you were saying, Saba, like sometimes you might have like one and maybe not eat again until like 9 30 yeah. or 10. Like mm-hmm. really that's not good for your body. Like yeah. I can't even, I can't imagine skipping breakfast, lunch or dinner. Like yeah, I would be so really, screwed up really solid if I your, did that. Yeah. And I'm more of like a, like Brandon said, one, maybe two meal eater a day. And it's always just odd times of the day. So of course, cannabis always heightens my appetite, but it's actually something 
that's been a little bit more difficult for me and I'm trying to be better about, you know, like Brandon said earlier, like setting those boundaries when I smoke at night and trying to be mindful about eating before 9 p.m. and then after 9 p.m. being like, okay, like if you want anything, you can have one or two pieces of fruit or, you know, something. <laughs> not chocolate. <laughs> not chocolate or those bag of chips that Cookie are. Cookie butter from oh Trader Joe's. Oh my gosh. See, I can't buy the off the shelf be- for that reason sometimes. Uh, I wish Remember I whenever you'd come packs. into my house oh and my you were gosh. like, do you have any more of that cookie butter? I just need like maybe just a spoonful. Maybe a spoonful <laughs> will get my fix. One night I stayed the night with Yikes. Brandon and we were so high and I like, this is actually more of a recent like last year thing, but after I eat dinner and it's only dinner, it's not lunch, but after I eat dinner, I like crave sweets like 30, 45 minutes after. And I have to have like one sweet thing before like my night is done. And so I'm at Brandon's house and of course Brandon has all the healthy shit. Like she has no unhealthy snacks. They're all good, but like, especially in the sweets department, <laughs> and I knew she had cookie butter. So I was like, bring it in. Do you have any of, she had this like brioche bread that like that sweet bread, the Hawaiian bread. And so we put the cookie butter on that. Well, and heated up the heated bread up, first yeah, and, and then, then uh, put the well, cookie butter in the middle yeah. of that. So she didn't have the bread this time, unfortunately. Womp womp. So the spoonful had yeah, to do. So the spoonful had to do. And that's exactly what I did. Long story short. Um, but discipline with cannabis is something I'm working on and training my mind not to listen to those pings going off in my head and stomach telling me I'm hungry when I'm not and trying to fill that little pocket in my stomach that's still empty but it's really not even there it's, a, it's all in your head <laughs> it really at is. that point like I there's know. really not it's a pocket in your stomach no. that has more extra room after nine o'clock <laughs> <Literally>. after dinner <laughs> literally there is no room but Brian what do you crave when you smoke what do I eat and crave when I smoke good question um I feel like it's always some sort of chips or mm. homemade nachos are Brandon loves my nachos. I do any like out and about, but like just at home. Mm. Let me disclose: I do use healthy chips. She's <laughs> so healthy like, everything. I even if I am making nachos, I try to make myself feel a little better by being like I actually had the white bean chips that or have <laughs> sea salt that I used in the microwave or yeah. toaster oven, whatever you want to use to make your nachos. But um, homemade nachos, wow, those are a banger. But wow. it's I, I try to make like a little plate, like not take one of the big plates out of my cabinet <laughs> because I'm going to fill all of it up with chips, chips if I do yep. that. And so I'm like, okay, here's just this and I'll put some shredded cheese. Okay, I tried vegan cheese once on them. I do not recommend that. It is so, it was so Ew, sick. Yeah. Ew, I will never buy <laughs> vegan cheese again. I've done it on multiple occasions and nothing has ever hooked me right. But so I use just like normal cheese and then um, what else do I put? Salsa. I don't really buy sour cream no. for the unhealthy reasons. But if I, I have like, sour cream, I like to like onions, throw it on there. Yeah. What do I, you know, bell peppers. I don't know. You've never made nachos for me. So what are you doing for um, lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can bless you with some nachos. But back to the point. So not bringing junk food in the house is key though. Like yeah, I know it really it's hard is. if you like, I feel like have a family, significant other who doesn't encourage you in the right ways with your health. You know, I get it. Like we all want to binge or we all want to have a day where we just like aren't eating healthy. I get that, but don't bring junk food in your house. That's what I've had to learn myself because then I'm like, well, Brandon, guess what? You have nothing to go munch on because you don't have unhealthy shit in your house. Yeah. So you're just forced to go lay in bed and think about all like popsicles. Like there's like healthy popsicles that are like fruit based that like aren't the ones that have Mm. all the freaking sugar in them and stuff. But okay. So what do I, I really enjoy, um, majestic sprouted hummus. So good. If you guys don't know about majestic sprouted hummus, I'm about to bless you. So it's not just like your 
what's it called? Sab, sabru, sab, whatever that hummus. Sab, sabru. Whatever your normal hummus is. It's not just your normal hummus. It is, you can buy it from like natural grocers or whole foods, but it's called majestic sprouted hummus. And it's has like five ingredients in there. Like you can look at the list and like understand every single one of them. And it is, it, I don't even, it's like a creamy thick. It's How so would you good. describe it? Honestly, I got Saba hooked on it. She's gotten so many people hooked on it. The thing about this hummus is normally I get bored with hummus like halfway through. This hummus I've literally binge bought it. consistently and you can binge eat it. I've put it on so many it's random so ass things. Dang, like, so, oh my gosh. I like to eat it with blue diamond crackers yes. specifically. I love the cheddar ones, the pepper jack yes. ones. So the pepper jack blue diamond crackers in that majestic sprouted hummus with turkey oh, pepperonis <laughs> on top of it. So your cracker, your hummus, your turkey pepperoni, and even like those little circle pickles Ugh, on top so of good. that I've tried pepperoni. It, like make yourself, I just like put all that out and My I just like eat it until I'm done. But that's like a healthy option for a munchy <laughs> snack that I thought you guys might like that I wanted to share. But something else you can make is a really yummy, like a fruit veggie smoothie. I know a bunch of you probably like rolled your eyes just as I said that. <laughs> I did. But like, it's one of those things that if you just do it, like you would be pleased and it's a really yummy sweet fix too. And your body is going to thank you. But like if you made a smoothie that had like strawberries, bananas, ice, almond milk, whatever milk you want to use, oat milk, regular milk, whatever your thing is, almond butter, cinnamon, you know, if you want to throw like some spinach in there that where you really can't taste it because yeah. everything else is covering it up. But a fix like that, mm-hmm. you know, at the like for a meal or even like after you smoke for like a munchy snack, that's going to be way better for you and you're going to love it. It's going to fill your tummy up. And it's going to be really healthy for you. This is not a health podcast, by the way. <laughs> no, Brandon's just making eye contact with me as she's talking about smoothies. Being um, like, Saba, you need to drink smoothies instead but, of eating chips. Yeah, and they're not hard to make, guys. Yeah. Like, it's not a ton of work. It's no. really not. Yeah, and right. like, just do it. Just yeah. do it and then come find me and thank me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Saba, do you have anything else to add? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Okay. Um, thank you guys for being with us and doing all this. We... You know, we always appreciate you guys and we're absolutely, here for it. yeah. And just so y'all know, like closing out this episode in the end, it's all about knowing yourself and your preferences. And sometimes it's trial and error trying to figure out what's going to work for you, just like cannabis world in general is. But um, do what you can, do research. But most importantly, don't stress out about it. Don't overthink it too much. That kind of defeats the purpose of cannabis, after all. But yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. And we hope that you caught some insight on Munchy Direction from (laughs) Saba and I. Um, So just stay tuned for next week's episode, guys. And as always, Sab, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, 
Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.